This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. This morning, I want you to, to teach on grace. It's, it's, it's something that you, must, you, need to, you need to understand. If you catch it, it's going to work for you. Say amen. So last week we spoke about what, what is grace. We defined, it, we, we defined it as the divine ability or the enablement from God which, which gives you an unfair advantage to carry out human tasks. We'll build on that even more today. Don't sleep, please, for the next 25 minutes. Sit up at the edge of your chair because those chairs have a way of pulling you to sleep. We said last week in in a just, I'll just contain it. I didn't say this, but but this is what it is. Grace is the power for here, not just pardon for there. Let me say it again. Grace is power to live on earth, not just pardon to get from earth to heaven, which is salvation. We are saved by grace, but you can't be waiting on that salvation to reach there and in between living poorly here. You need grace to to cover you, grace to enable you, grace to strengthen you down here, not just pardon up there. That was what we spoke about last week. We also said, like the prodigal son, who was in a place of unlimited grace, left that place in search of something else until he went to some other place and realized, in my father's house, There's unlimited grace, and he, by his own confession, said, even the servants live better in my, even the servants have more grace in my father's house than I do here. And sometimes it's difficult for you to place yourself, to plant yourself under an unanointed place that's not designed for you. The turmoil and the sweat is greater in an unappointed place. That's why the Bible speaks about planting. You need to know where to be planted because where a man is planted, there he flourishes. That's what we said last week and we talked about accessing that grace by staying connected to your father of that house and to be staying connected to the house of your father. Uh, We also spoke about honor proximity, the closeness. We spoke about oral proclamations, sowing. Uh, I didn't tell you this, but it's important to know that Jesus could do no great miracles in Nazareth because that's his hometown. Familiarity with your grace carrier can paralyze the grace flow. It's important that you're not too familiar with your man of God. Because then you liken him to you and uh, uh, that can paralyze the work of grace in your life. I'm moving on today. I want to just talk about this dominion grace. Somebody say dominion grace. That's the grace that you want. That's the grace I want to teach for the rest of your life. You need dominion grace. Let's describe and find dominion grace. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 46. There's Elijah the prophet. He speaks that there's going to be rain in drought. And he sends a message to King Ahab. And he says, go ahead to Jezreel. And you, by the time you reach there, rain is going to come. The Bible says, 
we pick up from there. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. Somebody say special strength. Special strength. That's the strength that I'm praying for. Yesterday, I, when I read this, I got the illumination of it. I said, God, I want special strength. Somebody shout special strength. If you say it, you'll see it. Shout special strength. He tucked his cloak into his belt. You know, when people do this, they are really serious. <laughs> There's a way when people take a poise and people take a stance. In the old days, you know, we come from Mirbank. When they send for their bush knife and they start to sharpen it three times on the ground, you must know there's going to be trouble. So Elijah tucked his, his coat into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot. I underline chariot because he's on horses and chariots. And Elijah is on his, on his feet and he runs ahead all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. When Elijah reaches there, Ahab is still coming with his horses and chariots. That's the grace dominion. That's what I'm talking about. For you to have supernatural ability in normal natural terms. Now the manifestation of it may not be like that where you beat horses. But the spiritual context is where you have an added spiritual advantage. Shout amen if you believe that this morning. I told you last week, anything you want to see, download, say amen. Even if it's you, the only one. Where's the Sudri family? Rob, you there? Shout, Rob. You came like them. When you achieve greater results beyond your own capacity, then dominion grace is working inside of you. I'll come back to that just now. I'm going to build on that thought. Now, let's go to the second definition of grace. Grace is spiritual empowerment. Grace is spiritual enablement that results from consciousness. That needs some explanation. Grace is spiritual empowerment when you become enlightened about a thing. Let's take Shireen for example. In a natural, if she was natural, she would go to the hospital and wait on the doctor's, pharmacist's medication to heal her. Until somebody tells her, there's a scripture in the Bible where it says, I am the God that healeth thee. Illumination comes to her mind for a situation. So now she turns the situation over and she doesn't look to the doctor because the doctor is the doctor that treats her but does not heal her. The, 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 the knowledge is the illumination of one line. It says in Exodus, I am the God that healeth thee. At that moment, that revelation becomes an illumination. See, when you're not going through sickness, that's just a scripture. 
But when you're on a deathbed, when you're on a sickbed, then that scripture becomes illuminated reality. Are you with me? And so now, when she makes that, when, when you make that scripture, I am the God that healed thee, it grace increases for you to, to, to believe that. Grace brings you into the experience that you are now believing to have. When you receive that word, supernatural grace comes and helps you to live inside of that. And then the, the, the work starts to happen. The doctors say, Superbug. But she's saying, I'm not feeling superbug. I'm feeling supernatural. It's not that she's denying the reality of the superbug, but she's also saying the the, the grace factor took over. Are we together? Are we together? So grace is the enablement that comes from the bank of God. There's, there's a bank of God. Uh, if you're studying, if you're taking down notes, Ephesians 3, verse number 7. There's a spiritual reservoir for every believer. When I pray, sometimes you hear me saying, Lord, we tap into the spirit, spiritual allocation that is made for me. To each one, there is a spiritual reservoir. There is a a bank of God with your name on it. When you get a revelation and you go to the bank with the withdrawal slip signed with your name and you write what you're... You said you are the God that healeth me. You're tapping into the grace for healing. When you can't meet your debt and you say, and my God shall supply all your needs according to the bank of God. So you go with your withdrawal slip of grace and you fill your withdrawal slip and when you're writing the amount you write G-R-A-C-E I came for my spiritual allotment for my spirit. Are we together? In the back, are we together? Thank you. Dolly, keep them going in the back. Push them with your amen. Where's Dolly? Push them. You are in charge of the amen corner in the back. Get them to shout. Ask them. Cheer them. Ask them, are they awake? Only you saying that, Dolly. Grace activation. Now let's, let's, let's go and look at the activation in the scripture. Are we together? Second Kings chapter 4 verse 2. Elisha comes to a place... Zarephath, and he finds a widow, a widow that's about to die. And she, 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 she's on, on his path. Grace, listen to me, grace will move people into your allocated uh, or the necessary pathway to collide with grace carriers. Grace works like that. It, it moves you to places. Sometimes you go to a conference, Brenton, you're sitting there and, and then you start to talk to this guy. And, and, and maybe you've got a business idea, which he's already started the business. Grace connects. You think that you just went in there and you're sitting. No, I'm going to show you just now. As you start to pray for things, grace moves you. Grace moved Elijah to Jezreel. 
Grace is a connecting factor. Are we together? And so grace connected these two people, a prophet and the widow of a prophet. She could have been an ordinary wife to somebody else, but a prophet understands a prophet. He asked the prophet's wife, what's your problem? And she's got tears in her eyes. And she says, my husband was a prophet. He died. And he left us with nothing. Elisha, the prophet who's carrying grace, he says, it can never be. Because he understands the prophetic world. Because she doesn't have understanding of the spiritual dimension. He asked her again, tell me your story. And she says, well, my husband was a prophet. He died. He left me with debt and a few sons. I'm now going to sell my sons. Imagine for a woman to get rid of a, of a family as the only possessions, making the people possessions. The prophet said, it can never be. What do you have in your house? She said, well, let me think. And you know, prophets, the thing that they move around with, when Samuel went to David's house, he moves with his flask of oil. So the prophet knows by that if your husband was a prophet, at least he should have some oil. So he's asking knowing the answer. He says, what do you have in the house? And she says, well, all I do is have a little flask of oil, which was the prophet's husband. He said, that's good enough. He said to her, go and borrow vessels. You know what he recognized in a house? He recognized from heaven the grace that was already in her life. He illuminated it to her to become the experience for her. Grace can only be activated when something is illuminated for the activation of it. Are we together? So grace is activated through knowledge, which leads you to go and get vessels, which leads you to obedience. When she went and brought the vessels, the rest is history. Grace is re released. Are we together? Let's, let's find the scripture because a lot of people will say, where's the scripture for it? Obedience is key. Say that with me. Obedience is key. Yes. Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. To observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today. That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because. I can't hear you. Because you. Because you. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. 
Blessed then you shall be in the city, and blessed you shall be in the country. He's saying there's no part between the city and the country, wherever you go, God is going to bless you. Give God praise this morning. Let's move on. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. But, can you read it with me? But, I can't hear you. But, You did what? You did what? Mm -hmm. You have to see this. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And I labored. Listen to me. A lot of people... For me, for example, I want to be a musician. And so, this... What did you say? I see. Hmm? That's C, right? I see the evidence of your goodness. At least I started to learn you. I learned that it's a C chord. I know that next I'm going to go to F and G. I am laboring towards being a musician. The next thing I need is the supernatural grace to come upon me. And then I will come back and sing the whole song. I'll play it and then I will say to you, I am what I am by the grace of God for which I have labored. You say, Pastor, wait, young people, listen to me. Listen to me. Grace is not an exercise for laziness where you say, well, uh, one day, one day. This one day thing is the enemy of grace where you pray and you say one day. Grace will come to your dream, but you have to labor towards it. You know what's the next step for my, ask me, what's, what's the next step to you being a musician? Ask me. <laughs> to buy a keyboard. You, you, how am I going to practice? He's, he has to show me this. So then I have to practice. So when I can afford a keyboard, I'm going to buy a keyboard. I'm going to play. I'm going to lead. Amen? So, so, so grace is not the license for laziness. Uh, I, I like what I wrote there. The greater your participatory tenacity, the greater the grace. If God sees me sitting at this keyboard, if, if my Monday, which, which was supposed to be my day off, I say, okay now, um, you, you take the day off. What's that, G? F. 
Miss G. I'm a G boy. Yeah, G. I did that to show you where I am now <laughs> and where grace because if I show you everything I know now later you'll say but you knew how to play it you'll, you will not credit the grace of God thank you sir the greater your participatory tenacity the greater will be the grace I'm not sure some of you where you want to be in your company and you are praying for it for you to be to, and you, you're saying the grace of God will take me to CEO level not with matric what's your participatory tenacity grace cannot take you without your labor so you got to study to it you got and each time you enroll God will cause you to be a success and it'll give you the grace to pass because you are laboring towards it. You never fail as a person, you fail in the event. You never fail in the person of it, you fail in the event of it. So when you're failing in the event of it as a person, you keep trying because grace doesn't work on an institution, grace works on a person. So by the very fact that you believe in grace, there can be no failure in what you attempt. Because you fail at the attempt, but you don't fail as a person. As a person, you keep trusting God for the grace of God as you labor in it. Come on, somebody. Are we together? So we labor towards it. Grace is... Can I move on to the next point? Are we... Are you good? Should I close? It's not yet worth the offering that you gave to close now. It's not value for money now. You'll feel short change. You'll go outside. You'll complain. You'll say, I gave so much today and I got so little. So let's, let's make it worth your participation in grace. As you are doing these things, Jethro, okay, come and help me, son. And these signs shall follow them that believe me. And these signs shall follow. The grace is only going to be manifest in your life. It's only going to show when you start. And these signs, what you trust in God for, shall follow me. You're not following me. <laughs> no, you follow me. You can only follow something that's making a move. And these signs shall follow. So make that move right now, baby. You, 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 listen, if you, listen to me. If you are not doing anything, don't expect more grace for something that you are not doing. And these signs shall follow, shall follow grace. 
Grace only increases when you move. Oh, let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. You know when Peter and John were going up to the temple and they met a man at the gate of beautiful. He was sitting there because he could not stand there. All right? So they said to him, silver and gold, because he's begging. His economy is based on begging. But grace came in today to change his economy. But grace cannot move until you sit or until you, you do something, until you stand. So grace is not going to participate in his life because there's no participatory tenacity. Because he's just, he doesn't have any revelation. So he's just sitting and doing his economy. But Peter and John come to him, and like what the Roman Catholics will say to you, silver and gold have I none. They don't even say, for such as I have given to thee. <laughs> they say to him, silver and gold have I none. Come sit here, son. So you are the man. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. I rise to tell you today that if you want to see more grace operating in your life, you have to change the version of yourself. You have to change the version of who you are right now. Because some of you are too good in give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. You take all you can, can all you can, and stay as you can for the rest of your life doing nothing with the version of yourself. You're going to have to change. Come on, somebody. Thank you. There is a version of you that grace can't work in. Grace couldn't work in him. He had to get a revelation of what he had to do. And sometimes that's why it's important for you to come to church just for a moment, just to hear the one thing. In the name of Jesus Christ, arise and let's go. Are we good? Are we together? And I'm, and I'm done. Let's use David as an example. David killed Goliath. But he didn't wake up on that day and go onto that, onto that floor. Grace enabled him. But David labored towards that grace. When he was a boy of 16 years, he didn't sit and watch his dog and the sheep and watch the bushes grow. God put something on the inside of him and trained him in the art of warfare. Not with a person, but with an animal. He trained him to kill the lion. He trained him to kill the bear. Are we together? Yeah. Watch this. That's why when David went after Goliath, David understood that grace, divine enablement is already inside of him. But when Goliath saw David come towards him, Goliath looked at him. And you know, David was so trained in the art of warfare in the animal kingdom. He didn't know how to fight a human being. So the way David walked to him, 
Like some of you, some of the older guys from Unit 5, you still walk, if you see a threat like you. See, 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 you think you're going to scare these young guys with your, with your walk. When you go to the young guy, he just, he shoots you, dead. You think, you know, you got that like, that's, that's done. But David, that's all he was trained in. The way he went towards was Goliath, like he was going because he was working in an animal kingdom. He watched his dogs, how the dogs would chase. He watched the lion, he watched the bear. So Goliath said to him, you think that I am an animal the way you come towards me. At that moment, David had to switch modes. He said, oh God, okay, you come with me against with sword and spear, but I come against you. In the name of the Lord, is natural, is is natural, is natural ability switched right there when he heard that word. He said, "No, I can't go against this guy with that uh, plan." I switch, and he went, and he de- defeated Goliath. I'm trying to show you that all through whatever you're doing in life. Even if you're going to kill your Goliath there, God is still preparing you here and He's gracing you for it. But the last one that I kept for the best is that you need to understand that when you're in supernatural things, you need supernatural power. Everybody sit up, this is powerful. In life today, you can't just win in the natural. You need supernatural power. In the evil world, they consult with witches. They consult with cauldrons. If you read Macbeth, when shall we three meet again? In thunder, in lightning, and in wind. They're using that, the natural effects. I'm trying to show you that whether you need power in wickedness or you need power in holiness, you have to consult with the supernatural. You've got to consult with the supernatural. Watch this. I, I think, and this is not the right word, but you have to learn how to manipulate the spiritual dimension. If you're in business, listen to me. Business people, listen to me. I don't know whether you understand what demons you fight in. That's why it's so hard. I respect businessmen. If you, the smallest business to the biggest businessman that may be here and watching me, If you don't depend on the grace of God, the devil will take you out. You'll go, you'll become suicidal. That's why some people, some business people want want to kill themselves. It can make you, it's a demonic world, demonic realm. And that's why you have to learn how to tap into the spiritual. You need grace. The grace to be a 
king. You need grace to be a business person. Otherwise, you are going to lose your mind. Labor courts are not for you. They are against you. The, the economy is not for you. It's as if we should be, we should be helping businessmen to, to create business. But this country, nothing is for you. But if God, if God be for you, nothing can be against you. Listen to me. That's why you need to learn to tap into the supernatural realm. You need grace to do business. Even you need grace to stay in employment. You need grace. Listen to me. You need grace. That's why you need to learn how to manipulate the spiritual dimension to bring the grace into you. Now there is a big G God and there's a small G God. There are some, some people that go to their God. Because, and I'll talk about it next week. They have learned the principle of tapping into the grace for that thing. That's why, listen to me. A lots of people, they come with their, with their resume, resumes, their COR documents, registration, their business with CICC or CIPC. They come here and they, 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 they want pastor to pray at the inception of their business. And you get blessed and you start the business. But that's not the be all and the end all. That's just the beginning. <laughs> and then they go, Ooh, the money is flowing. The money is flowing. It's a grace for that moment, but you've got to tap, tap, tap into the grace. That's why on Fridays, when the azan goes, the principle is, let's go tap. Whether it's a big G or a small G. But they are tapping. They are tapping. Our people don't learn about the principle of grace where you can tap into the continuity of it. And so they come once. I can write a whole register of people that I'll tell you now. They tapped into grace. They got the inception of it. But today they're not here. They are not to be found. But they don't realize that that grace is momentum. It needs, you need to keep it going. Otherwise you're going to dry up. Then they come and say, but God let us down. You didn't learn the principle of keep the, the tap. Open the tap. Because the devil also wants to close it. I'm trying to say that you manipulate the spiritual realm to bring God's glory into you. One of the ways of tapping into grace is through the table of the Lord. Those people that are not here today just missed one extra fill up at their engine garage. And so they break down. Somebody say break down. They break down while you break through. And they look at you and they say, I can't understand, but I'm in the same church. But they don't understand that you, they were, you were here for your refueling. Grace flows.
Grace flows. Family of God, I don't have much time, but I want to tell you this. Will you stand with your communion? Jesus walked into the temple of the Lord. Jesus Christ. Craig, help me. Let's say you, Jesus Christ, today for the temple of the Lord. Stand here. Jesus makes a statement. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to, to preach the gospel of good news. He has anointed me to set the captive free. He has anointed me to loose the bands of oppression. Watch this. This is spiritual. Don't lose me now. Stay with me. This is Jesus Christ. He says, heaven has anointed me to loose the bands. Watch the, watch the spiritual dimension. This is a spiritual dimension. To loose the bands of wickedness. To bring deliverance to the oppressed. Who? Jesus. The same Jesus towards the end of his ministry he takes the bread and the cup and he says this is my body which is broken for you the same Jesus who has spiritual dimensions that the heavens and the earth and all the spiritual world knows that hey that Jesus he, he can he can he breaks yokes of bondages the same Jesus is saying, this is my body, which is broken for you. The same Jesus who has so much of power. He says, when you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show. <laughs> now let me tell you, when you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you are taking or downloading power. Inside of your body. The same Jesus who said, he has anointed me. It's the same anointing when you eat this bread. Do you know that this is what you're doing when you're eating this? Oh, we're having communion. No, we're not having communion. You are tapping into a spiritual dimension. You are manipulating the spiritual world as witches do. As, I won't use words, but you understand. As there is black magic, there's white magic. There's, there's all kinds of spirits in the realm. But there's also... A God-given spirit for you. When you eat this. That's why in demonic worship. Sacrifice is so important. Where they sacrifice a cat. The, the greatest sacrifice is to sacrifice humans. And drink human blood. To get power. What you hold in your hand. You are manipulating the spiritual dimension to bring the body of that Jesus into you. Oh. Okay. Thank you, sir. This is it. This is powerful. The 12 disciples had the last meal with Jesus. Seated at that table was also Judas. But Judas did not understand how important it is to connect with this grace carrier that he went against his grace carrier. 
and he ate the meal not understanding the spiritual dimension, the, the spirituality of it coming into his body. Stay with me, stay with me. The spiritual dimension that he's downloading through eating, he didn't understand it. So this meal went from his mouth into his tummy, into his stomach, into his bowels. That's the natural flow. The Bible says in Acts, when Judas hung himself because he did not come into union with Christ. Give me that scripture. Where is it? And 1 chapter 18, why is it so low? This is how he died. And falling headlong, he burst open in the middle of all of his bowels and his bowels gushed out. That's the power of having the body of Jesus Christ inside of you. You, you have, you have, this is, this is no ordinary meal. This is spiritual. Can you see? I don't know whether you understand. Are you, are we together? I think that mask is, I can't see how you're reacting. Christiana, you, are we together? When you take this, this is my body which is broken for you. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. And he says, do this in remembrance of me. You know, Craig, if you're not here for the next 10 months, but every time I see the seat, I remember you. There are some things, maybe the seat will remind me of you. I posted on Facebook the other day uh, and I put Psalm chapter number 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. I can unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God. One of our members was not here now. She's married and gone. She said, Pastor, I can hear you singing the song. I said, you know me well. But there are certain things you do. Although the person is not there, you still remember him. That's why Jesus said, as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes.